Many people doubted Sari when he moved Kante from the base of midfield. It just made no sense for Sari to have his best defensive midfielder not play at the base. This is a most reductive way of looking at football where stopping the opponent is more important than playing yourself. Moreover, it undervalues the sheer amount of Kante's skill set that is suited to pushing higher up the field. Kante's ability to press and harry his opponents means that he is adept at helping Chelsea win the ball high up the field, something Sarri values highly. Then there's his pace and instincts, previously only used defensively, now being unleashed in attack. Against Palace, we saw the battling side of Kante as a box-to-box midfielder very well illuminated as he constantly fought with the Palace midfielders to keep their attacks at bay and stop them penetrating down the middle of the pitch. And then in attack, it was obviously Kante who settled the game with a fabulously timed run and sharp finish. He's really starting to get grips with his new role and that's a very scary prospect for Chelsea's opponents. There are very few fullbacks in the world that you can trust to consistently dominate opponents in 50-50 duels. To battle and stifle the production of opposing wingers and wing forwards. To be in effect a shutdown fullback. One of them was playing for Chelsea, Cesar Azpilicueta, but another was playing for Crystal Palace. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is just 21 years old but has already developed a fierce reputation for dominating big sides in the dual department. In an age where fullbacks are becoming so offensively minded, one who can handle themselves at the back is priceless. Wan-Bissaka's record in terms of winning tackles against big teams is absolutely ridiculous in its consistency. Against Chelsea, he effectively shut down Hazard out of the game whenever the Belgium tried to make things happen on the left flank, winning 3 out of 3 tackles while making 3 interceptions and 4 clearances as well. A dominant display from a player who shouldn't be at Palace for the start of the next season. He's such an easy target for his defensive lapses, but David Luiz is utterly essential to everything Chelsea do. Obviously, yes, Jorginho and his 178 touches and 150 completed passes is very obviously important, but Luiz is equally so. In fact, if you take into account the bravery it takes to be so expressive at the centre-back position, he's almost more crucial. The biggest thing that will set Sarri's Chelsea on their way to excellence is the confidence to play their game even when under pressure, and that's where Luiz comes to the fore. He is a fearless presence, and sure, sometimes that backfires on him, but often it allows him to make the difference. Against Palace, it was Luis' gorgeously weighted chip pass for Kante that broke the game open and gave Chelsea the win. A moment of supreme confidence and skill that made the difference. Kepa made zero saves against Palace. So obviously it would be very easy to be hugely critical of Palace, but what we should also appreciate is that Roy Hodgson's defensive structure allowed them to lose just 0-1 to Chelsea. Hodgson has worked wonders to solidify and stabilize a Palace side that looked dead in the water when he arrived. He's made him a side 
that can on their day genuinely make it tricky for the big sides. They lost by a single goal to Spurs and City and even held United and Arsenal. They are dogged and that's down to Hodgson. Ever since Morata changed from the number 9 to the number 29, voluntarily with no pressure from a new signing, it's been clear that Chelsea needed to secure a new striker. Morata was their big bet having lost out on Lukaku and it's clear the Spaniard lacks the mentality to be an elite side lead striker. That's a shame but made worse by Chelsea's other striker being Giroud. Now Giroud is a World Cup winner and scored a sublime goal against Palace which might not have been offside as it was ruled but even before his injury at Sellers Park it was clear why Giroud is used for Chelsea in much the same way as Morata. He is a backup, a squad guy with a very specific use. He can't be a frontline striker, not for a club of their style. Hazard playing false 9 is also a situational solution, not workable in the vast majority of scenarios. So it's clear that Chelsea need to enter the transfer market to sign a striker, a true number 9, to lead the line. Whether they do that in January or in the summer, it is essential. Before a ball was kicked, the biggest talking point on a Crystal Palace front when the team news filtered through was that Max Mayer, who played an hour against Cardiff and was hauled off amid mixed reactions from the stands, was replaced by Schlupp in the team to start against Chelsea, once again leaving Townsend and Zaha in charge of creating chances. Mayer's playing time at Palace has been unusually sparse for a player more technically gifted than almost all of his teammates. He came out in the 78th minute, which felt either 15 minutes or 78 minutes too late, but there was not enough time to seriously alter the destination of the game. 